You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy. Welcome to Ecom Noms. I am your host, Kristen LaFrance, and I am so excited to sit down with you today, have a snack, and nom on some cool e-commerce news. I actually heard last week that one of the listeners was simultaneously eating a bagel and listening to Ecom Noms. And that is the ultimate Ecom Nom, right? So go grab a snack if you're feeling hungry. Go grab a beer or a sparkling seltzer if you're feeling thirsty. We've got some cool stuff to cover. Now, guys, I know the last couple weeks have been a little bit tough in the news cycle. There's been a lot of negativity. There's been a lot of hate. There's been a lot of much needed changes happening in our country. And I think we're all due for a little bit of love and positivity and excitement. Not to say that those news stories are not important but today I really want to focus on the lighter side of things going on. And luckily, e-commerce is pulling out some stops for us and giving us some exciting things to talk about. So today we're going to be covering three things. First, brands using Animal Crossings as a new way to connect with customers. Fun. Next, the Allbirds and Adidas partnership announcement, which is huge. And then lastly, really what the next few months for DTC looks like and what the future is going to hold in this mid-pandemic, post-pandemic era that we are entering. So let's dig in, shall we? Okay, first, brands are getting into the Nintendo game Animal Crossings as a new way to connect and engage with consumers. This is pretty crazy, but pretty exciting. I love myself a new, fun, unique channel to talk about. So just to back up, for those of you who don't know what Animal Crossings is, I don't know what rock you're living under, but welcome to the world. Really, this is a new version of the game. It's called New Horizons. And the goal of the game is to turn this barren desert island into a beautiful paradise by users creating their own islands and then buying and trading objects, all with the use of these cute little animal avatars. Love it. The objective is really this open-ended kind of experience where time moves slow, it's easy, it's relaxing, and really there's been a huge spike in players since they launched the game this year. And the answer to that is probably because it's a game that's really relaxing and rewarding and pretty slow with a population right now where we're all really stressed out. A lot of us are kind of bored, so we don't want too much activity happening, but we also need some entertainment. Now, I have a very personal example of this happening. I am naturally pretty bad at video games. I did not play video games as a kid other than Mario Kart, which I could smoke anybody in Mario Kart. Just kidding. But other than that, I never really played games, so it's not really a skill that I have. So we actually got Luigi's Mansion on our Switch recently as a game for me to try because it's aimed at kids, and it's quote-unquote simple because there's only a couple moves you can do. And so yesterday I actually tried to play because I didn't have anything to do in the afternoon, and I didn't want to just sit and watch TV. I wanted to do something interactive with my brain. And about 30 minutes in, I threw the remote, got really frustrated, was overwhelmed, stressed, too much sensory going on for me, and I had a really crappy time. And now, again, this is not everybody's experience. 
reminding you, I am naturally terrible at video games. But I think this is why Animal Crossing has done so well is because for a lot of us having to problem solve right now and having to figure out a new code or a new world and how to attack ghosts in it can be a little overwhelming. So Animal Crossings has become this nice kind of place to escape the reality of what's going on around us, be entertained and engaged, and also have fun. So let's get into this whole how in the world are brands getting into a video game thing, right? Actually, really a cool thing about Animal Crossings is a gamer's avatar can actually be personalized. So really you can try on different skin tones, hairstyles, clothing, etc. Now that last piece is really providing a quote-unquote gateway for brands to enter this world. I'm reading from an article posted by The Drum, and it said, quote, veteran Animal Crossing players have been using the in-game pixel art design tool to create their own virtual clothes for years. Some have invented what can only be described as, and I love this, a pixelated knockoff market reproducing pieces from the likes of Chanel, Gucci, and Supreme, and then sharing them with the Islander community via online codes. So this was already happening, this kind of creating of brands that people already loved in the new virtual space. And so since the popularity has really opened up the world of Animal Crossings to more and more people, a number of companies are actually going in and producing their own official clothing within the brand. These include people like High Snobiety and also 100 Thieves, who are going to talk about. They've brought their entire apparel line into the game. Really, I think the way we can look at this is this is another place for consumers to connect with the brands they love and value and show the quote-unquote world what they actually care about. Oftentimes, we use brands to express our deepest values and Evidently, this is still happening even in the virtual world. I think this goes to show how much we are really searching for connection, not only between brands and ourselves, but also between other people. Glossier put their famous pink Glossier sweatshirt on Animal Crossings, and that's one of those things that if I see somebody else wearing that pink Glossier sweatshirt in real life on the street, I already know something about that person. And, oh, you know, on some level we jive. And I think this is just being transferred into a virtual space. A quote from Julia Wu, who is a 100 Thieves senior marketing manager, said, quote, immediately after release, we saw a lot of fans across all platforms share screenshots of their characters in game saying that they love the designs. Awesome there. You're getting word of mouth. You're getting feedback. You're getting UGC. That's different from normal UGC. When do you normally see an Animal Crossings person dressed up in a 100 Thieves shirt, right? So this is a really great benefit. Now, I think this is another really cool quote. This is from Moshi Isaacian. He's the social strategist at Laundry Service. Said, Animal Crossings is a great place for brands to be because it's where people are finding the time to escape reality during these tough times. He continues, it's a space where people are trying to live out their ideal lives and create a space that's just their own. So if a brand can organically contribute to people's peaceful simulations, whether that's with clothes or doing something silly on their own, then they have the most to gain. So something really important here, 
it's a high risk area. You really don't want to ruin or disrupt this escape that customers are creating for themselves by bringing in old school crappy marketing into the game. So really focused on if you're going to go into this place, these brands are working on supporting the cultures and community versus trying to create new behaviors or new customer engagements in a new channel. Generosity is going to be rewarded in a media play like this. Now remember, with things like this, with new channels, we've talked about it multiple times. It's about the long-term relationship with customers, not always the flat sale. So this is not a place to drive sales. This is a place to drive brand awareness and brand love. Now, I thought this was another interesting idea. Someone from my community said, I kind of wonder about brands inserting themselves into places like this. Setting up a really nice island takes an enormous amount of time, and I'm skeptical that the payoff would be worth the hours for the brand. Maybe if it was really personalized to the founder, like this is quote unquote island and they've branded it into their business, it could really work. Maybe if a brand feels really tightly connected to the vibe and mission of Animal Crossings, maybe like a home and garden care company, I could see it. But for most businesses, I'm skeptical of the real value. So really good quote there. And I actually think there's something to say here. In the article that I was talking about before from the drum, there's also a quote that said, you tend to see people turning their island into a resource for others. So if I'm a bank, could I concentrate on mining bells, the game's currency, and inviting others to pick them up? Or if I'm a wedding brand, could I create the ultimate wedding destination by terraforming my island into a romantic beach? So here is a creative idea. Now, I think this is only going to work for certain brands, but I'm thinking in terms of pattern brands and Emmett Shine. Emmett could create his own island curated with things he loves and products he loves and brands he loves and that kind of pattern brands theme. And I think that would actually really work well in this space. Now, another idea would be, could you use influencers or popular people in the game to then curate new islands that kind of become this marketplace of cool brands that they like, where they're showing off the cool things that they like in Animal Crossings that reflects what they like in real life, right? So I think that's a really interesting channel. But like the skepticism we heard from that consumer, we need to think about the real value of it. You don't want to enter this space that has become kind of a haven for a lot of people with just crap marketing that we've seen on a lot of other channels. All right, moving on. We got to talk about this Adidas and Allbirds partnership. Really cool and almost unprecedented type of partnership. So they are joining forces to create a high-performance sneaker with the lowest possible carbon emissions. The total goal is to get to a zero sum of emissions, but right now they're aiming at about two. And now this is quite the unusual partnership because it's kind of two competitors. If you think about Adidas, Allbirds is a pretty big competitor in the sense that they're coming out with stuff that's kind of shaking up the footwear industry and the way they've approached their brand and the way they do things with sustainability has shaken that entire industry. On the flip side, for Allbirds, Adidas has always been a mega competitor. They're one of those big brands they're kind of trying to change the game from. They're trying to completely break away and create this new kind of brand. So to see these two competitors come together is something really, really cool that we're going to get into. 
Vice President of Adidas Brand Strategy, James Carn, said, We intend to combine the innovation and technology our brands have developed to determine a way to create a performance shoe with the lowest carbon footprint and push the boundary of today's industry standards. Now, Allbirds co-founder Tim Brown also said, Climate change is perhaps the greatest problem in our world and industry has ever faced. The good news is there's a path towards victory, but we can only get there if we work together and run faster. So that I think is the really cool part of this. Now, I'm a big fan of brand partnerships. I think there's a lot that you can do together that's actually really beneficial for consumers, not just the brands. And this is what we're going to get into. And that is really what Allbirds and Adidas are saying is they're saying, you know, we can compete against each other all day long, but to really change the industry for consumers for the people who are buying it and for the earth in which these people live in, in which we all live in, we can do so better by collaborating together instead of just fighting against each other. And it's a really bold and brave statement for two companies to do. And I think it's going to mark a change in commerce, which is actually their goal for this. So there is no real timeline for the product release on this. I think it's because these teams don't exactly know how long this is going to take them, but they're being very transparent about the entire partnership. Again, James Carnes, vice president of brand strategy at Adidas said, quote, hopefully this partnership inspires brands to refocus their competitive spirit towards the race against climate change and encourages a collaborative approach to finding better solutions. And I think this is really the biggest message of this whole thing is that they're thinking no longer just about themselves. These brands have taken a step back and they're thinking bigger picture. And even if your brand is not nearly the size of either one of these, this is a really important lesson to take a step back and see how is your brand actually providing value beyond just your own KPIs and your own needs as a business? Are you providing value to your customer? Are you providing value to your customers' lives and what's going on in those lives? I think that's a really big piece of this. We can honestly accomplish more by growing together. Now, two really cool quotes that I got from the community. Damien Soong, CEO and founder of Form Nutrition, I talk about him a lot. He said, quote, I'm not really a fan of either brand, but do find it interesting how Adidas have completely left behind Nike in the fight of sustainability. Now, that is a really interesting point. Even though Damien doesn't like either of these brands, he's saying, wow, this is really interesting and cool because this is also moving Adidas even a step further in front of Nike in sustainability. Now, not everyone is going to agree that Adidas is ahead of Nike in sustainability. That's up for debate. But what's interesting is the power of a partnership like this and the power of honing in on a bigger mission like sustainability is even someone who arguably does not like either brand is now interested in this partnership. So there's a lot of power there. Now, something totally out of left field, John McDonald from The Good said, quote, this is likely better than the Kanye partnership for Adidas. Now, I love this take, and it's very interesting. Maybe there is a little bit of a brand affection play going on here. Kanye can be quite controversial and polarizing and sometimes even sway towards the opposite I guess, side than Adidas seems to be pushing forward. So this could be a bit of a recovery for them to gain back traction with a certain audience that they may have lost by pairing so tightly with Kanye for so long. So really, really cool story there. And we will definitely stay up to date on that partnership. Now, lastly, because there wasn't a ton of massive news coming out of e-commerce, I want to talk about 
the future. There is an article on Modern Retail that is called Looking Ahead, The Coming Months Will Make or Break the DTC Boom. Now, that is a huge statement, but it is totally true. We've seen over the last couple of months, um, e-commerce sales have gone up. Digitally native startups have really benefited and I know that's hard to hear during a pandemic, but they have benefited from stores closing. And so we're looking at what does that mean for the future? Is this really kind of, um, you know, a, a one-time flash thing where we're growing because of the circumstances and when everything goes back to quote-unquote normal and stores start opening, will we go back to spending in stores more than online? So in this article... Anna Helser says, quote, in having interviewed more than a dozen startups for this column over the past two months, a surprising number have reported seeing some of their best ever sales days during the coronavirus pandemic and or seeing and or seeing some of their highest month over month growth. Now, she reported in here that the biggest winners are pretty obvious, right? Pet food, beverages, food. These are things that we have to buy and if we don't want to go and risk the in-store experience, or if we don't even have access to an in-store experience, we are now going online. Makes sense. But then there are also some unexpected winners. And in this article, she highlights two. Underwear brands, uh, the underwear brand Parade has seen 40% month-over-month growth. And then the swimwear brand Andy. So interesting that these two brands are seeing massive growth when technically they're not essential goods, right? And so this article asked the question, did they win over customers while stores were closing because they were the only website with reasonable shipping times for weights or hand sanitizers? Or will these customers come back because these startups have truly built a better experience or product? Now, I think that is really, really interesting here. Um, the, the whole, have you built an experience? It's actually better or products that are better. So when all when when stores start to open, will your customers just go back to the stores or have you crafted something that is going to keep them and change their behavior long term? Now, I actually really loved this quote from Anna. She said, "Quote, in the early days of the pandemic, this meant quickly spinning up production of face masks, masks or hand sanitizer or donating to organizations in need." Now, this means introducing products to better meet the needs of what people are actually going to be doing this summer and running marketing that isn't tone deaf to what people are experiencing right now. Now, let's dive into the Andy Swimmer example a little bit. Um, previously, they have done a lot of marketing around buying swimsuits for trips, really selling that traveler's vibe and looking beautiful in Mexico, looking beautiful on a beach in your bathing suit and posting that influencer like. Instagram. But now, not a lot of people can actually do that, right? So they've shifted this their their messaging and a lot of their marketing to the idea that most consumers are actually going to be spending their time in their backyard or local beach if they're in a swimsuit. So they've done a few things. Um, they've introduced new product bundles by partnering with other brands to sell things like tumblers, towels, sunscreen, things that go along with being in a swimsuit. And really, I think this what this is, is they're working to create this new experience around their products based on the new experiences we as consumers have been forced into. They also used their own employees as models for a campaign, which is awesome. Uh, Melanie Travis, founder and CEO, was quoted saying, quote, in non-pandemic times, we've leaned into traveling to beautiful destinations. We've also done a lot more sort of what I call chest bump marketing, like, hey, this is the best swimsuit of all time. 
in general, now we have to show that we are aware of the situation and we are living in the same situation as everywhere, everyone else. So they've had to transition their messaging from saying, hey, we are the best, kind of that billboard one-way dialogue, to actually more of a two-way dialogue, saying, hey, we're in this too. We are feeling it. Look, our own employees are wearing our bathing suits in their backyard, and they're having a great time just dealing with the current situation, and it's a good experience when you're doing it with Andy. So what does this all mean for your brand? Now, I want to close out today by sharing some of my thoughts on this, because this is something that I've actually talked a lot about before, and I usually talk about it in terms of kind of what I quote, call quote-unquote taboo brands. So we're talking things like um, sex toys, condoms, uh, razors, pregnancy tests, you know, all the things that are actually pretty uncomfortable to shop for in person. Um, question, have you ever been to a local sex toy store? Uh, I would honestly say don't if you haven't, but if you have, you know what I'm talking about. Very uncomfortable. Um, if you're a woman, if you've ever had to go into a drugstore and buy a pregnancy test when you weren't expecting to be pregnant, it's not a fun experience, right? See, honestly, what I see is a lot of the, the biggest successes in the DTC space are coming from brands that are rethinking the markets that have traditionally been very awkward retail experiences, like pregnancy tests and sex toys. So brands like um, Thinks, Unbound Babes, Manscaped, who has seen massive growth in the last few years, um, are, are really doing great innovation where the product is concerned. But on top of that, the biggest steps they're making have been in reshaping the shopping experience. They're reshaping the whole culture around the products. What's happening now is the culture of buying literally anything has changed. So now as a whole, all brands, not just taboo brands, have to adapt even faster. We have to create those new experiences and make them better than customers could ever imagine getting in store. That is how we permanently change behavior into continually pushing e-commerce sales. So the keys here are going to be relatability, opening a conversation, starting a new dialogue, and then backing it up with authority and humor that builds long-term trust with your companies. Now, depending on your brand and product, humor can go you know, one way or the other. With a brand like Manscaped, they get to do a lot of humor about shaving balls great. Um, if you are in the fertility business, maybe humor is not quite your approach, but still relatability, opening a dialogue and creating a new experience. Now, on top of that, community is going to be a big play, always being bigger than your product. Um, this is the thing of, yeah, I could walk into Target or my local grocery store any day and buy a box of tampons and be done with it and be like, yay, woohoo, I'm on my period and I had to pay too much for tampons. Or you can buy tampons from a company like Bloom or Lola and also get access to not just that box of tampons, but hundreds of other women, resources about self-care, and a place to share and connect with like-minded people. So in that vein, you're getting a lot more than just the product you're buying. So really bringing it all together, the things that are going to shape the success of DTC, and honestly, retail for that matter in the future, is going to look like experience, messaging and building intangible value alongside your products. And I think all three of these stories today really hone in on that. Um, we talked about Animal Crossings. 
building an experience, building relationships. And we talked about the partnership between Allbirds and Adidas. That's building intangible value alongside the product. That's being more than your product. That's doing something right for the people versus for your business. And then we talked about the future of DTC. And you know what it's going to come down to is building those experiences that are so much better than customers could have ever expected so that they come back to you again and again. So thank you for sitting down for another snack with me. I hope it was a yummy one for you. And I will see you next week. See you guys later.